Hey, everybody, enjoy this episode. Become a member, members.charliekirk.com. That is members.charliekirk.com. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com and become a member to support this program. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Yesterday, I was off. Where was I? Was I on the beach? Was I just taking a day off? No, I was in Palm Beach, Florida, doing a lot of different things. I spoke first the evening prior at the Palm Beach Republican Club, packed house, great spirit, great energy, great to see so many patriots there. And then we had a donor breakfast uh, yesterday morning, which was terrific. So many amazing donors that see what's happening to this country, want to do something about it. And then uh, went on over to Trump International Golf Club, had the opportunity to sit down with President Trump for lunch uh, for a little bit, which was which was awesome. Uh, he's in great spirits. I'll tell you all about it. It was just, it was so interesting because if you look at the news and if you just read NBC News and you read all the headlines and you read YouTube, they say that, oh my goodness, Charlie Kirk and President Trump, there's this big divide. It's so terrible. Uh, yeah, that's not true. Uh, this is why I tend not to read the news clippings. And they were saying, oh my goodness, Charlie Kirk is on the way out and all this. And yeah, uh, no, not, not not even close. And so I just find it laughable. And it just goes to show that there is an entire cottage industry of people that outright peddle lies, falsehoods, and fabrications. And so anyway, I, I just found that to be, and they, they, they want to divide us. That's what the whole thing is. They want nothing more. And th- the President Trump's just great credit. He doesn't play into any of that stuff. And I've said for quite some time that I always have his back because he's always had my back. And we had a great conversation. And, you know, I, I just I always marvel and I ask him, I say, how are you handling all this? You know, they're taking your business empire, $400 million from you. Um, they are you know, coming after you in every possible way in lawfare. And he has he has such energy and such grit and such perseverance. And his answer is almost always the same, which is we have no choice. They have left us no choice but to fight. By the way, his answer on Laura Ingram was very similar, which is, I want to make the country great again. And essentially, with the entire lawfare regime and the entire Democrat death star that is trying to obliterate and target President Trump, he is left with no choice. He could surrender, but that's not who he is. That's not in his DNA. The fortitude is remarkable. And you contrast just, first of all, his The media, they're such such liars. They are so dishonest. I don't say that lightly. The entire cottage industry, the mainstream media, they are smear merchants. These people are, it's so opposite of what the truth is. And I know none of you believe 
what the media is publishing and posting. But every so often, you know, it's so funny. A couple of days ago, I got a text. They said, Charlie, is uh, Donald Trump really ticked at you? I said, um, I don't think so. Uh, we'll find out soon enough. And I just kind of like shrugged my shoulders. And it's all part of an information war to try to divide the right, to try to splinter the MAGA movement. And it's very important to understand that if we do not allow the left to divide us, we're very close to an unstoppable force. It's not to, ma- it's not to mean that we won't lose, but remember, they want us fighting each other. And again, I have been the recipient of plenty of salvos and volleys within the tent recently. And to be fair, you know, we've been focusing on getting rid of the current RNC leadership, but that's different. That's not petty personal differences. That wasn't, that was about a structural leadership change that needed to happen. We've always, we're always very, very clear about that. They want us shooting within the tent. You see the left, they're very smart. They want acrimony within the American right. They want dissension. They want division. They want to demoralize us. And so I spoke to President Trump for quite some time. I got to tell you, you know, I was with some very uh, successful people yesterday and his, his ability to remember names and to process information. He is at the top of any mental game that anybody could possibly be. And you contrast that with Biden and the current unimpressive regime. You could say whatever you want about Donald Trump. You could say negative stuff. Oh, I don't like him. All this. I mean, he is as sharp as he has ever been. And memory recall under, I mean, knowing every single senator, every congressman in every state. I mean, it's almost as if, again, it wasn't the intent, but, you know, he would just start grilling. What do you think about this congressman? What do you think about Gallagher resigning? What do you think about Ken Buck resigning? I mean, he is on top of this stuff within 12 hours. He knows the districts they're serving. He knows the composition of the districts. I mean, the grasp of detailed information is pretty remarkable. And meanwhile, Joe Biden is talking about French leaders that died in the last millennia. The, the, the contrast is something else. And so there were some private parts of the conversation that I won't share. Uh, we had a conversation around the vice presidential selection, and I'm not going to necessarily share everything that is there, uh, that everything that was discussed in that regard, just to kind of protect the confidentiality. I did uh, give a little uh, nudge saying, hey, our audience likes J.D. Vance a lot. And he smiled. He said, I really like J.D. J.D. does a great job. And again, very little of what we discussed also would be mirrored on what he said on Laura Ingram. But I want to keep what is private, private. But look, one of the main takeaways from, from all this is you have a fighter. You know this. You have a fighter in Donald Trump. And this is a man who, and I've used this term before, and I want to emphasize and reiterate this is anti-fragile. I've had the opportunity to know him now for eight years and spend time with him and you know, be able to defend him uh, when it was difficult through the impeachments, through the Mueller stuff, through now three campaigns. And so I've seen President Trump a fair amount. And I can tell you that he seems to have more energy, more clarity, to be stronger in every objective measurement and regard than any time in memory that I could possibly think. And there, it, it is the Nietzsche quote embodied. And by the way, not everybody is like this. Some people is what doesn't kill you destroys you and shatters you. Some people is what doesn't kill you obliterates you. What doesn't kill you makes you complain. 
The Nietzsche quote, which has been popularized in rap music and also many other sorts of cultural phenomena, is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that is the case of Donald Trump, is that he almost uses the arrows, the artillery from the lawfare attacks as a life force that keeps him going. And he is a perfect testament to this quote. He who has a why to live can overcome any how. That is a beautiful quote from Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. If I did not know, and this was the, this is my final takeaway in this, having spent time with him yesterday and just kind of reflecting on it. If I did not know that he currently was in front of the Supreme Court for ballot access, was facing four simultaneous indictments, and was going to have to have trial with Alvin Bragg in just a couple weeks, his business empire was just taken from him, faced a historic, ludicrous judgment from E. Jean Carroll. If I did not know all of those things were happening on the outside, you would not have gleaned a glimmer of that from his attitude, from his positivity. All throughout, he would say, we're going to get back at these guys. We're going to win. We're not going to give up. Our movement is stronger than ever. There are very few people in history that can withstand that kind of opposition, that kind of ridicule, that kind of just concerted camp, centralized campaign, and to be able to still have a chipper attitude about it. His critics call him delusional. Oh, he doesn't know what's going on. No, he knows exactly what's going on. He's just wired differently because he also has a very big why. And the why is a country that he loves so dearly is being destroyed and is committing suicide. And whether he chose this or not, I think he knows. I think he knows that the fate of the nation is now directly tied to the fate of one man. And that is President Donald Trump and his political success or failure coming this November. After a long day, no one wants to spend an hour in the kitchen making dinner. Well, how about quick and easy barbecue? No, not takeout. I'm talking juicy steaks, succulent chicken or fish, and healthy grilled veggies cooked on your own Solaire infrared gas grill. Solaire grills are the hot, fast grills that heat up to 1,000 degrees in just three minutes, even in the dead of winter. And that heat locks in juices and flavors and grills your food faster. A veteran-owned, multi-generational family business, each Solaire grill is made in America out of quality commercial-grade stainless steel. It may be the last grill you'll ever need to buy. It's an incredible product. Visit besthotgrill.com. That is besthotgrill.com for their free guide on how to choose the right infrared grill for apartment balconies to backyard entertainment areas. That is besthotgrill.com. With a hot, fast, Solaire infrared gas grill, you'll want to grill every day. Get your free guide at besthotgrill.com. That is besthotgrill.com. Yesterday, I spoke to... One of our supporters, a great person, he said, boy, Charlie, I'm fatigued. I can't imagine how you and the team feel. I said, yeah, how we feel doesn't really matter. We have a mission. And there is widespread, almost kind of trying to catch your breath 
to be perfectly honest, there has not been a break. There has not been a chance to catch our breath, to collectively have a sigh of relief since 15 days to slow the spread. It was 15 days to slow the spread. Mike Pence went up on the podium. And at least on this show and Turning Point USA, we have not had a chance to effectively rest. Now, of course, we have Shabbat and days off, but you come back right into the firing line, right into the nonstop culture war. Went from 15 days to saw the spread to Floyd Palooza to the 2020 election to January 6th to lockdowns to vaccines to the weaponization of the federal government to Ukraine to the 2022 midterms to this primary cycle to Biden to the border. It just has not stopped. And at every single time it reaches a new threshold, there is a terrific story from the New York Times. And it shows you, and this is why you, the audience, matter so much. It's why what Steve Bannon does on War Room matters, what Jack Posobiec does, what Turning Point Action does, what you matter. And listen carefully and closely. Because the New York Times is showing you exactly what will define November. Anti-Trump burnout. The resistance says it's exhausted. It's a fascinating piece. Let me read parts of it. Quote, bracing for yet another election against Donald Trump, America's liberals are feeling the fatigue. We're kind of like crisis out, one Democrat said. You see that? That's why I am rejecting when everyone says, oh, you know, I'm really tired. I'm just, I need a break. You get a break when the country is saved. You got to run through the line. The bad guys are telling you right now that they are low on energy. November will be a test of the wills. It's going to come down to probably a couple thousand votes here, a couple thousand votes here. Who's going to chase the ballots? Who's going to do the extra events? Who's going to register those voters? Who's going to do the extra breakfast at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m. on a Sunday or Saturday morning? Now, remember, Biden and the regime, they need crises and emergencies to preserve its imperial presidency. They need a barrage of crises. This is a, I could just spend almost a full hour on this piece. In 2017, they donned pink hats to mark on Washington, registering their fury with Donald J. Trump by the hundreds of thousands. Then they flipped from Republican control of the House, won the presidency and secured a surprisingly strong showing in 2022 midterms, galvanized by their conviction that Mr. Trump and his allies were in national emergency. Rebecca Lee Funk, who is the head of Washington-based founder of literally the group is called Outrage. Some folks are burned out on outrage. People are tired. I think last election, we were desperate to get Trump out of office and folks are willing to rally around that singular call to action. And this election feels different. It is going to be very tough for them to continue to keep the crisis going. Not impossible, but tough. Shannon Casper, 36 years old, security guard in Pittsburgh, who called the Trump-Biden rematch a dumpster fire, She said, I have crisis fatigue for sure. Quote, exhaustion is underlying the entire attitude towards our presidential election, says Whit Ariz, uh, a veteran Republican pollster. Quote, when you have two people that are opposed by 70% of Americans want a different choice, it creates frustration, anxiety, and discouragement. This guy sounds like a moderate. Forget that. Here's what it is. You're in triple overtime. Everyone's exhausted. You look at the other side and they're tired. And you look at your team and you're tired. And you have, to, you have to decide how deep you're going to dig. And guess what? We're in February and we're in triple overtime. They got stuff planned for us 
that is going to make 2020 look like child's play. They have just started to go after Elon Musk. There's going to be all sorts of ballot stuff, lawfare, and it's going to go into March, and it's going to go into April. It's going to go into May. It's going to go into June. It's going to go into July. That's why every single one of you are more important than ever. And your leader, Donald Trump, is ready to keep on fighting. Joe Biden, they're all fatigued. They're tired. They, almost secretly, they want this to be over. Well, it's not going to be over because we're not going to stop. Resilience is the key. Fortitude is the key. You have all seen the triple overtime football games, the double overtime basketball games, where the team that wants it just a little bit more, that digs a little bit deeper, is the one that ends up being successful. We're talking about states like Wisconsin that's going to come down to 4,000 votes, 5,000 votes. We're talking about a margin of the margin. The bad guys are telling you in the New York Times, I'm just so tired. Now's the time to go for the win. Now's the time to say they're tired, we're tired. Who wants it more? Hey, everybody. Charlie Kirk here. There's nothing worse than hearing about people living in pain. That's why I want to tell you about Keith from Washington and his Relief Factor story. After years of activity from college football to running a martial arts studio, at age 51, Keith's body felt like it was wearing out. So he gave Relief Factor a try. Keith says he now has, quote, little to no pain in my knees and highly reduced neck pain. Feeling so much better, he pursued a second-degree black belt. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel better and live better every day. I know so many people that have taken Relief Factor and they speak highly of it. Developed by doctors, Relief Factor truly has helped so many people take back their lives. So get started. Try the Relief Factor three-week quick start. It's only $19.95 and it comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. So visit relieffactor.com or call one 800 for relief. That is the number one eight hundred for relief. Relief factor. Get out of pain today. Relieffactor.com. There is a troubling and remarkable story that is unfolding regarding artificial intelligence. So for those of you that haven't been paying close attention, there is a growing artificial intention intelligence phenomenon. And we to describe this, we want to describe this to you briefly. So AI programs can at this point generate realistic deep fake videos using simulated versions of real people's voices. Now, they aren't 100% indistinguishable from the real thing just yet, but they're close enough to fool a lot of people. AI can create essentially any kind of image, as long as you prompt, as long as your prompt is good enough. It can generate short essays. It can generate short scenes from a screenplay. We can go on and on. It can generate limericks, poems, songs, etc. And it's getting more and more powerful by the day. Uh, You may not know it, but major companies are using AI all over the place. They're implementing AI customer service. They're firing lots of people um, to say that just AI will do the job. Uh, Websites are now full with AI written articles, and AI will play a major role in the future. Now, we've been warning, and of course, our lawmakers have done nothing to try and address this. We've been warning for quite some time that AI is going to become a woke superweapon. That artificial intelligence is nothing more than a mirror of Silicon Valley beliefs, Silicon Valley worldview infused into artificial intelligence. So you think a company as massive as Google would be very careful before they release an AI robot. Well, meet Gemini. It has the power to both answer text prompts and to generate images on request. 
Now, you'd think a company as big as Google would be able to create something super powerful, but there's a force even more powerful than Google's technical abilities. Wokeness. As AI has started to take off and has begun to grow, a huge number of liberals in Silicon Valley and academia have started to fret that AI was racist or sexist. What they meant, of course, was that AI was generating accurate answers to questions instead of the pious liberal lies that make up our national ideology. I cannot emphasize how scary this trend is, everybody. Pay close attention. And so they went to work modifying these artificial intelligence programs to produce ideologically acceptable results. The outcomes have been comical and horrifying. People are testing out Gemini, the Google artificial intelligence chat robot. And they're discovering that because of its programming to be woke, it's basically useless and it could rewrite history. For example, Gemini is practically incapable of generating pictures of white people. That's right. It cannot generate a nice picture of a white person. Now, we have lots of these images to prove this. Uh, show 86 up on screen, please. Um, or 87 or 91. Uh, people asked Gemini to make an image of the Pope, 91. And they get a black man and uh, something that looks like an Indian woman. Or a World War II German soldier. Look at cut 87. A World War II German soldier. Yeah. Or even the founders of Google, all of them have been diversified. They have been whitewashed. So it's almost impossible to get an image of a white person. Yes, even the founders of Google, two white guys, they were turned into Asians. (laughs) Now, this is no surprise. One person complained that Gemini would only give her non-white people when she asked for images of a British person. Look at cut 89. Ask Gemini, show me a British person. This is what they say is a British person. They are all black females. Google engineer Jack Krakchik Krawchick replied, quote, all of your answers look correct for what it's worth. It turns out the only reliable way to get white people was to ask AI to generate absurd racial stereotypes. Someone asked Gemini to make an image of a man eating a giant bucket of chicken with a big wide grin on his face. All of the people in that image were then white men. So effectively, if you want to ridicule, if you want to make fun of white people, they're more than happy to do it. But it gets even worse. When asked for questions of the founding fathers or George Washington, you get a picture of a black man. Google's new AI program makes Vikings black. And you get a black man in some sort of a suit when you ask for a founding father. Now, what is the significance of this? Young people across the country, six, seven, and eight-year-olds, are beginning to use artificial intelligence in lieu of actual their own critical thinking. Teenagers are using AI because they really don't do homework anymore and parents don't do their job. They give them smartphones while they are, you know, getting too drink, too drunk on white wine and antidepressants. So their kids just open up AI and AI shows them what is true. There are now millions of people that are logging into artificial intelligence that will think that history is a certain way when in reality it was not. What happens when you Google an article you know exists, but AI search engine says it doesn't exist and won't bring it up? This woke prism shapes our worldview. Think of artificial intelligence as the emerging and the growing and the new editor-in-chief of the dominant narrative of the West. This is only going to get worse. They're going to use artificial intelligence to fact-check social media posts. They're going to use artificial intelligence to 
implement a new social credit score. They're going to use artificial intelligence to teach the entire society history. How is this possible? It's possible, and you look into this guy's previous tweets, Jack Krawchick, who is the Google engineer largely behind this artificial intelligence push, he was rage-tweeting against Trump, rage-tweeting about white privilege. Artificial intelligence is not its own independent intelligence. Artificial intelligence is nothing more than a mirror, a symmetrical picture of what your typical Google engineer believes. And a typical Google engineer believes that men can give birth. A typical Google engineer believes that America is an awful country. A typical Google engineer hates white people. A typical Google engineer has bitterness towards the founding of this country and wants to see it completely destroyed. So then you infuse incredibly powerful technology like AI. What do you think you're going to get? What happens when everything you try to do online is mediated by this bizarre, woke superintelligence? And don't just take my word for it. The world's wealthiest man, Elon Musk, is coming out full blast against this. He has been warning about it for quite some time. And Elon Musk says the following, quote, he says, the woke mind virus is killing Western civilization. Google does the same thing with their search results, Facebook and Instagram too, and Wikipedia. Elon Musk then has these pictures of Justin Trudeau in blackface, Justin Trudeau uh, wearing all this cultural appropriation, making fun of Trudeau, saying, I can't believe Gemini would make these unfair pics of Trudeau, even though they are real pics of Trudeau. And by the way, uh, Google has done this for quite some time with, uh, for example, uh, if you Google into Google, you could do this right now. If you Google happy white woman and white man, uh, Google will not show you a picture of an all white couple in the Google image results. You could fact check me on it right now. Uh, type into Google images, quote, happy white woman and white man, and they will only show biracial couples. There's nothing wrong with biracial couples. However, it's just the way it is. By the way, Ryan, one of our producers said, oh my goodness, Charlie, you're right. It's true. I just did it. I can't believe people don't know this. It's been this way forever. Uh, so just type into Google, uh, happy white woman and happy white man. And you'll never get a picture of two white people together. You'll only get biracial couples. Again, Nothing wrong with biracial couples, but it's kind of bizarre and weird that Google's AI own search shows the following. And that's cut 97. I suppose there is one all white family they have um, in the 15 pictures they have. All the rest are biracial couples. Again, nothing necessarily wrong with that, but that's not what you're asking for. You're asking for something completely and totally different. Now, you look even further here deeper into some of this. I want to read some of this here. The AI that many of us were promised was kind of this like Terminator taking over the world. And it turns out the AI that we're getting is social justice warrior, white liberal wokeism with incredibly powerful computers behind it. So where does this lead us? It's only going to get worse. They believe they could take over the world with AI. It is becoming a woke nuclear weapon. The new Terminator is not Arnold Schwarzenegger. The new Terminator is an obese woman with pink hair who's mad you're not using the right pronouns. Artificial intelligence is a clear and present danger, more so in the way of it's going to shape, it's going to 
manipulate the minds of Western consciousness without people even recognizing it. By the way, Christopher Rufo tweets, Google Gemini. They're all in on trans ideology, insisting that trans women are women and providing a pronoun guide for the uninitiated. If you ask, quote, are trans women actually men? Google says, uh, Gemini says, no, trans women are not actually men. Here's why. All in on radical, baseless, unscientific trans ideology. This sort of maniacal push to rewrite reality, to rewrite history, to change history of America and the world is something we've been raging against in Hollywood, in academia, in government. And now it's going to accelerate. It's going to soon reach an unstoppable velocity. And artificial intelligence will soon say all the founding fathers were gay black lesbians that wrote the Constitution in Mandarin. They'll say that Abraham Lincoln was bisexual. And you won't be able to say anything against it because AI can't be wrong, can it? We should just bend a knee and worship at the altar of Gemini, our new intellectual master of Western consciousness. The world is in flames and Bidenomics is a complete and total disaster. But it can't and won't ruin my day. Why? Because I start my day with a hot America first cup of blackout coffee. It's 100% America and 0% grift. Blackout coffee is 100% committed to conservative values. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support, and shipping, they embody true American values and accept no compromise on taste or quality. Look, you got to check out right now blackoutcoffee.com slash charlie or use coupon code charlie for 20% off your first order. That is blackoutcoffee.com slash charlie. Be awake, not woke. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash charlie. Check it out. Promo code charlie. So artificial intelligence learns from the internet. It learns from inputs in real time. But the way that it's configured is there are certain prime directives that are inputted and constantly, let's say, adjusted by the engineers. So you think about what is that, what are the Ten Commandments of American society? Well, the number one is, is thou shall not be racist. And the way they define racism is different than how anyone with a brain would define racism. They define racism as blacks can't be racist that you're inherently racist if you're white. And so think, here's the best way I can explain the danger of artificial intelligence. Is that imagine the worst of critical race theory. Imagine the worst of black-only dormitories, men can give birth, that children should have their parts cut off. And imagine all of that belief system inputted as if it is not just suggestions but that it is orthodoxy and that the that the artificial intelligence machine will then process information say oh i can't create an image of xyz because my programmers told me i can't do that these people are all obsessed with making up past wrongs they're willing to rewrite and reprogram us all why well because they hate us they hate themselves and they hate you There is no justification for why Google's Gemini should do this, except for the fact that if you talk to an average college student, college engineer, if you go walk the campus of Google, they find nothing wrong with this. The average engineer of Google thinks this is perfectly fine. Why wouldn't we make all the founding fathers black? Why wouldn't we make Abraham Lincoln a bisexual? Why wouldn't we make Winston Churchill a trans 
the tranny or whatever. Why wouldn't we do that? And their core beliefs then get infused into the supercomputer. The supercomputer does not come up with its own beliefs ex nihilo, out of nothing. It's just you transmute what you already have into this digital Leviathan. So what is the solution? That is a very good question. There's not an easy solution to this. Uh, Elon Musk has been trying, he previously had OpenAI where they're going to have their own artificial intelligence. Now, I want to just make this clear though. We're focused on the images because they're funnier and they're also, it's easier to make the argument. But these artificial intelligence programs are just as woke when you ask them serious questions. So for example, if you're a college student or if you're a typical high school student, which high school kids barely do homework anymore, they'll open up Gemini and they'll ask Gemini, woke AI, hey, can you criticize um, wokeism or can you criticize communism? And AI will say, sorry, can't do that. It's true. But if you go to Gemini and you say, help me write a piece of paper against white supremacy, they'll do it in a second. So the images really bring home the argument. But right now, millions of school-age kids are having their beliefs, what they think is right or wrong or true or false, factual or misleading, is being molded by artificial intelligence. It's not a question of, oh my goodness, this will be a threat. It's right now an active threat that is warping the minds of an entire generation. And parents are obviously okay with it. They give their kids these devices. They, the Parenting has basically, it, it's effectively dead in the West with some exceptions. It, it's, it's basically dead. And look, we're getting more and more emails of people saying, my goodness, Charlie, I typed in uh, to Google, you know, great white men, and I, I get all these questions. It's uh, pretty remarkable, actually. And the takeaway of all of this, and I, I'm open to any solutions, but Google's not going to get any smaller. The House and the Senate are in the pocket of Google, and Google is not really apologizing. They're like, oh, we're just going to make some adjustments. I mean, this is worse than Big Brother in 1984. An entire generation will not be able to independently think, will not be able to critically think, and instead they will use Gemini as their compass, as their arbiter of truth. And the final question for parents is, do you want AI algorithms raising your kids? And the answer for most parents is yes. They're perfectly fine with Silicon Valley engineers and AI shaping the minds of their children. I hope that changes. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.